Have you ever read a warning label and simply dismissed it as irrelevant? Have you ever gone over the speed limit thinking it would be okay? Is it possible that we are ignoring some of the most important warning signs ever given to humanity, but just going along with daily life? We'll address those questions and more next on Unlocking Bible Prophecies, Digging Deeper. Friends, I want to welcome you to Unlocking Bible Prophecies, Digging Deeper. This weekly program is intended to help us dig deeper into some of the most important prophecies of the Bible. Now, I want you to be able to keep updated with different announcements we may be having. And so I want to encourage you to go to awr.org forward slash Bible. And there you can register. And here is the benefit of you registering for the Unlocking Bible Prophecies website. You will be informed of upcoming events and special programs. But in addition, by registering, it will allow you the opportunity to become a part of the Unlocking Bible Prophecies Facebook group. So I want to encourage you, go to awr.org forward slash Bible, and there you can register. You know, as we talk about warning signs, I'm reminded of a story from some 50 years ago. In 1962, David Bernays and Charles Sawyer were on a mountain expedition investigating the Cordillera Blanco mountain range in Peru. Now, along their journey, they decided to investigate a glacier, Glacier 511 to be exact. Their findings were absolutely frightening. There they saw an enormous piece of the rock bed that had been compromised by the glacier, and they knew just the slightest disturbance would release an avalanche that would spell certain doom for the town of Yungay in the valley below. Now, equipped with this ominous warning, the men contacted the authorities and the newspaper. But instead of being grateful for the warnings, Bernays and Sawyer were thrown into jail and threatened because of the hysteria they might cause in announcing such a warning. They were told to recant their story or face a lengthy prison sentence. Now, the men were able to escape the country and the authorities, they suppressed any warnings that may have leaked. And everything went back to normal. And for several years, Nothing happened. However, on May the 31st, 1970, Bernays and Sawyer's worst fears became a reality. An undersea earthquake named the Ankish earthquake tipped the scale at 7.9 on the Richter scale. And the short earthquake set off a most devastating turn of events. The movement of the earth 
shook loose the damage to the rock bed and that rock bed came crashing down in a colossal avalanche that included an 800 meter, a 2,400 foot section of glacier careening down the mountain. There was so much debris that it buried the entire city of Yunge, killing 20,000 people instantly. It was a warning that went ignored. The complacency and suppression of the truth by the authorities led to absolute tragedy. My dear friends, right now we are living in a time of warning. Jesus warned us almost 2,000 years ago that this world is going to come to an end. He gave signs to watch for that we might know how soon he is coming. In fact, Matthew chapter 24, Jesus gave us signs of his return to give us hope that although this helpless planet will come to an end, Jesus is coming that we might go home to heaven with him. Now, in a previous episode, we learned that Jesus taught that there would be signs in the religious world, signs in the political world, and signs in the natural world and in the world of society. And we reviewed those signs and see that they're being fulfilled all around the world. We see that there is a rise in false teaching and a general pulling away from biblical truth. We studied the increasing political tensions and polarization of the world, wars that are going on. And knowing that those signs in the political world would point to the coming of Jesus, there are also other signs in the political world. Now, if you missed the previous episode, I would encourage you once again, go to awr.org forward slash Bible, and there you can be connected with the archived programs of Unlocking Bible Prophecies, Digging Deeper. In addition to that, you can find our master class taught by Kami Utman on the basics of Bible prophecy. Once again, www.awr.org forward slash Bible. Now friends, we have seen that there has been a dramatic rise in the potential for world destruction. In fact, the world's ability to destroy itself is sobering. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 18 gives this ominous warning about the end times. Revelation 11 and verse 18. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. And then skipping down. And should destroy those who destroy the earth. You know, humanity's technological advances to have weapons that can destroy the earth is much greater than it ever has been in history. Just think for a moment about the countries with the known capacity for nuclear weapons. The United States, Russia, the United Kingdom, France, and Japan 
all of them have more nuclear weapons on hand to destroy the earth many times over. And then there are countries like India, Pakistan, North Korea, Israel, and Iran that are all suspected by some to be capable of producing some type of a nuclear weapon. Walter Lippmann's portentous words are a living reality where he said, we are poised on the brink of the most calamitous conflict that can be imagined. Indeed, it cannot be imagined. So what hope is there for this helplessly hopeless planet? My dear friends, the only hope is the return of Jesus Christ, where he will bring all of this turmoil, all of this suspicion, all of this destruction to an end. William Ripley, a journalist who covered the effects of the atomic bomb, he broadcast these almost prophetic words as he stood in the midst of the aftermath of Hiroshima when he said this, I am standing on the place where the end of the world began. 2,000 years ago, Jesus shared today's prevailing modern mindset. When he spoke these words in Luke, the 21st chapter, and as you're studying your Bible, my dear friends, Luke 21 is the sister chapter to Matthew chapter 24, Luke 21 and verse 26. The Bible says this, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. My dear friends, people wonder today, what do things mean for me? What does all this mean for my family? Is there any meaning to life at all? What hope do I have? Is there any hope for today? Is there any hope for the future? Friend, are you feeling that way right now? Are you wondering what hope there is? I have good news, my dear friends. Jesus gave hope. You see, these signs of the times are merely to help us to watch and be ready because he's coming again soon to take us home to that place that he's preparing for us in heaven. But Jesus didn't stop there. He he also warned that there would be signs in the natural world. In fact, Matthew chapter 24 and, and verse seven, Jesus said these words, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. You know, as you study the things happening on and to this earth, it shows that over the course of time, there has been an increasing intensity in the natural disasters happening. The increasing frequency of tornadoes, earthquakes, hurricanes, floods, and fires point to this planet being in absolute distress. 
Sadly, there are famines happening all over this earth. And while we in the West are rarely plagued with many famines, many will never forget the tragic pictures of Ethiopian small children, youth emaciated with hunger. The United Nations reports that there are over 35 nations that right now are experiencing a food shortage. One sixth of the world's population is undernourished. 10,000 people every day, 3.5 million people per year die of starvation. In 2012, the Associated Press reported that 80% of the people living in the conflict of Sudan were eating one meager meal per day. But famine was not the only sign Jesus gave. He said also that there would be pestilences. What is a pestilence? A pestilence is a strange disease that afflicts human beings, crops, or the environment. Now, in addition, a pestilence can be a new disease that springs up around the world. My dear friends, do I need to talk much about this in detail? We're living in the midst of COVID-19, the coronavirus that has spread around the world. Think of the diseases that have been unheard of in the past. Lyme disease, Marburg virus, HIV AIDS, mad cow disease, the bird flu, H1N1, and now SARS and the coronavirus. Friends, many medical experts believe that our current antibiotics will no longer be able to provide a defense against the strongest pathogens that exist on the earth. Beyond the pestilences affecting humanity, the diseases that exist in the natural world amongst plant life have grown increasingly complex to deal with. The loss of soil has weakened plants' natural resistance to pests and disease. And the resistance to pesticides and herbicides grows stronger and stronger and now requires more of these chemicals, which then potentially causes further damage to the already hurting environment. You know, some have estimated that between 50 and 120,000 premature deaths are caused each year as a direct consequence to the 2.4 billion pounds of toxic pollutants that are released into the atmosphere. In 1992, 1,700 scientists met together and wrote a document entitled, A Warning to Humanity. And I want you to listen to their words. Human beings in the natural world are on a collision course. Human activities inflict harsh and often irreversible damage on the environment and on critical resources. If not checked, many of our current practices put at serious risk the future that we wish for human society and the plant and animal kingdoms and may so alter the living world 
that it will be unable to sustain life in the manner that we know. Fundamental changes are urgent if we are to avoid the collision our present course will bring about. Did you hear that? Did you hear those words, my friends? Human beings and the natural world are on a collision course. And in almost prophetic language, these scientists confirm exactly what Jesus predicted would be a sign of his soon return. In fact, they went on to say this, no more than one or a few decades remain before the chance to avert the threats we now confront will be lost and the prospects for humanity immeasurably diminished. And this is why we are launching rockets into space, going to Mars, trying to find a different and inhabitable space. My dear friends, I need, I need you to be in tune with what Jesus is saying. You know, while these signs can cause great fear, while these signs may make you distressed, Jesus sent this warning so that as we saw them to ha happen, that we would know that his coming is near. All of these events should draw us nearer and still nearer to Jesus and rely on him in this time of trouble. This is why Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for you and he has given these signs that you might know that his coming is soon. In Matthew 24, 7, Jesus also cautioned that there would be earthquakes in various places. The U.S. Geological Survey estimates that worldwide there are on average more than 40 earthquakes per day. That's 14,000 per year. Luke 21, 11 echoes the words of Jesus in Matthew 24, where it's recorded in Luke 21, there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences, and there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. My dear friends, the total chaos in the natural world has led many to wonder what is going to happen to this planet of ours. In fact, Dr. Luke describes this state of uncertainty in chapter 21 and verse 26, which we read from earlier. Men's hearts failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Is there any hope? Is there any hope for our future? Is there any hope for today? My dear friends, I hope the message is coming through clear. Our only hope is in Jesus Christ. The natural world continues to experience all types of turmoil. 
tsunamis seem to be on the rise and occurring in various places, such as Japan, Indonesia, Sumatra, and Turkey. Many remember the tragic Christmas Eve Asian tsunami of 2004, which killed an estimated 230,000 people. The tsunami set off a 9.1 magnitude earthquake under the ocean. And the destructive waves killed many. In some parts of the world, the 2013 hurricane season and hurricane season since that time have been seen to be the least active in decades. However, hurricanes in recent years have been increasing in intensity. The 2005 Atlantic hurricane season had the most named storms in history and culminated with Hurricane Katrina. The central Gulf states of the United States were impacted by this storm, leaving behind billions and billions of dollars in damage. In fact, it's estimated that this hurricane had a $250 billion economic impact. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8 and verse 22 about the very earth and its reaction to these things. He wrote these words, for we know that the whole earth, the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. The natural phenomena are like the labor pains of a woman, revealing that something is about to happen. Jesus has told us what that something is. That something is his soon coming. Jesus also taught, though, that there would be signs in society. In Matthew, the 24th chapter, in verses 37 to 38, Jesus spoke these words, speaking of the signs that would occur in the world of society. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. In Noah's day, there was rampant moral decay in the land. Genesis chapter 6 and verses 5 and 6 tell us exactly what was happening in the days of Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verses 5 and 6. Then the Lord saw the, the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. Man had reached such a point of degradation that God was actually sorry that he had made mankind. Mankind 
was so wicked that they were wicked to the very core. In fact, Genesis 6 goes on to emphasize this in verses 11 and 12. The earth also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth and indeed it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Corruption, evil, wickedness, all of these words are used to describe the time of Noah. Jesus said that it would be the same way on the earth just prior to his coming. You know, friends, over the last several decades, some of the greatest areas of moral decay in society have come upon us. There has been the breakup of the family unit. There have been complacent attitudes towards spiritual things and moral living. In fact, over the last 25 years, the births of babies to unwed mothers has increased three and fourfold. Depending on what part of the world you are in, 50 to 75% of all marriages end in divorce. There is worldwide crime and violence all on the rise and in intensity in numbers. Author Scott Christensen speaks of the problem as densification. What does he mean by that? Densification is the general movement to city living. It is the urbanization of society. And as humanity moves closer and closer into these urban centers, it places more of the population in a smaller area and this densification has led to many problems, but one of the greatest problems is with such a small area with so many people, it has led to an increase of crime and violence. In fact, the World Report on Violence and Health states this, each year more than 1.6 million people worldwide lose their lives to violence. Many more are injured. Violence is among the leading cause of death for those aged 15 to 44. In fact, it accounts for 14% of deaths among males and 7% among females. Jesus warned in Matthew 24, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Lawlessness. Lawlessness. The absence of the moral law of God. The replacement of the moral law of God. This lawlessness and this violence in society has many contributing factors, but no doubt, many experts point to the increase of violence in media as a major factor. The statistics are astounding. On average, children watch over three to four hours of television per day. It is estimated by the age of 12, through media, children have witnessed 14,000 murders. And in addition to that, there has been a large increase in the allowance of foul language and sexual content in media. It is no wonder that there has been such a moral decay in society. 
in addition to these things, economic uncertainty is another sign in the world of society. James chapter five sums up the situation well in verses one to three. James chapter five, verses one to three, James says these words. Come now, you. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for your miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have heaped up treasure in the last days. The banking crises and the collapse of major financial institutions have brought to the forefront the great greed that exists in our society. And as one area in our world crumbles, it has a domino effect on other areas as well and thus creates a catastrophic situation. In Canada, for example, in an article released it was entitled with these words. The Bank of Canada, Ukraine tensions adding to economic uncertainty. While the Ukrainian tensions at that time are political and affecting that area of the world, it affects the economics here in the West. And my dear friends, we see if a major event or even a local natural disaster occurs simultaneously, you can see how things could spiral downward very fast. COVID-19 has done this. A disease of the human body has had economic consequences that has many societies financially collapsing. My dear friend, the uncertainty is real. The signs that Jesus gave almost 2,000 years ago are being fulfilled with increasing intensity each and every day. And we see these signs in the religious world. They are being fulfilled. The signs in the political world, they're all there. The natural world is in turmoil and the world of society is in total decay. All of these signs are pointing to the imminent return of Jesus. However, one of the most powerful signs that Jesus gave is found in Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. My dear friends, the gospel is going to all the world and it is the most definitive sign of the soon coming of Jesus. All around the world, people are more and more receptive to the gospel message. Radio, television, and social media have opened up territories that could not have been entered just a few years ago. 
My dear friends, you can see that today God is on the move. Thousands are being baptized each and every day. And while there is tremendous amount of work still to do, things are happening. My dear friends, Adventist World Radio, broadcasting around the world, millions upon millions every day, hearing the gospel message. And I want to encourage you to go to our AWR YouTube page. There you can see miraculous stories of rebels in the Philippines being converted. You can hear about tremendous things happening in every continent around the world. I had some friends recently that did Bible lectures in Angola. 8,000 people were baptized. In Rwanda, there were 100,000 people baptized. Outreach in India, where over the course of 10 years, 20,000 people baptized and became followers of Jesus Christ. And even here in the West, where society has become increasingly secularized, There have been amazing things happening in places like New York, Chicago, Calgary, Edmonton. God is on the move. His coming is imminent. My dear friends, this is the question though for now. Are you watching? Will you be ready? Or is it just like some of the other warnings we receive? that we ignore them. My dear friends, it could be that the signs of the times that Jesus predicted, those signs which would happen globally, maybe those signs are happening in your own personal life. Maybe in your life right now, you are searching for truth. Somehow, someway, you've come and you're watching this Unlocking Bible Prophecies Digging Deeper program. Maybe you're wondering, Is there anything that is really true? Is there really truth? And can I even know it? Maybe, maybe you're an individual who finds it difficult to believe in God because you've been taught or you've heard about this God and you're not so sure about his character. My dear friends, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to come to the Bible to read the Bible, to study the Bible, to discover its truth. You owe it to yourself to become a part of the Unlocking Bible Prophecies family. I want to encourage you to go to awr.org forward slash Bible and register to become a part of this family where you can investigate the Bible and understand the truth for this time. Adventist World Radio is committed to nurturing you on this journey and providing resources that you might come to discover this God, this God of the Bible. You can learn for yourself firsthand the truth about a loving God and his plan to give you abundant life, both now and eternally. Maybe, dear friend, you are experiencing political tension where you live. Maybe you're experiencing war in your family. And I'm not talking about differences in political parties, but the wars of clashing ideals that families experience. 
particularly between parents and children, where the various parties argue for their particular agendas and words are used like knives to cut and attempt to kill those that we love and care about. Do others see our families as being perfect, yet within the walls of our homes, there's violence, abuse, and a neglect? God has something so much better for you. You know, in a prophecy describing the days before Jesus returns, Malachi 4 verses 5 and 6 indicates that there will be a call for people to repent and that the hearts of fathers will be turned toward their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Do you want that for your family? Jesus promises that he can begin a good work in you and then begin that work in your family. Maybe you see the signs in your life from the natural world. Maybe you're going through something right now that is out of your control. Maybe you're suffering from a physical illness. Maybe you were diagnosed with COVID-19. Maybe you are suffering from physical hunger. Maybe you feel like there is a hurricane over your head and it is leaving a path of untold damage in your life, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Jesus invites you to look to him. Look to Jesus who can say, to the storms in your life, peace be still. The moral decay of society is prevalent because of what is happening in the lives of individuals. My dear friends, maybe you're someone who has witnessed personally or through media acts of violence and crime. Maybe you've succumbed to the societal pressures to do what feels right, only to find out that it doesn't end up right. If what you've been watching and participating has led you in circles and has led you to despair, I invite you today, accept the invitation of Jesus to look unto him, the one who is the author and finisher of our faith, to look unto him who has promised to give you a future and a hope. My dear friend, you could be experiencing economic uncertainty in your life today, struggling to make ends meet. Jesus again has the answer. He says to seek him first. 1 Peter 5, 7 invites all of us to cast all our cares upon him for he cares for you. In Matthew 24, the last sign that Jesus talks about is the gospel going to all the world. My dear friend, today, the gospel is not just going to all the world, but because you're watching this very program, the gospel has come to you personally. Today you've seen the signs in the world around you. You have seen the signs in your own life and today, you have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to heed those warnings and come to Jesus. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you've slipped in your walk with Christ. Maybe you've never engaged in a personal walk with Jesus. Right now as you're watching this, I want to invite you. Reach out your hand. Take the hand of Jesus and 
give all your cares to him. My dear friend, maybe, just maybe you're a faithful, maybe you're a faithful Christian and you need encouragement to stay on the course. Why don't you reach out your hand and grasp Jesus' hand, no matter where you are in your journey. Jesus has one desire, that you would take his hand, that you would watch, and you would be ready. Are you watching? The signs are being fulfilled. Why don't you today commit or recommit your life to him? Follow Jesus all the way and watch for his soon coming until the very end. Do you want to make that decision today? Leave a comment below and say, today is the day that I choose to follow Jesus the way, the truth, life. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that Jesus is coming soon, that we can cling to him and he can make us ready for that day where he comes to make all things new. May we place ourselves in his hand and in his hands may we find courage May we look to Jesus, who is the way. May we find in Jesus the truth. And may we live the life that Jesus has for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friend, now is the time. Today is the day to make a decision follow Jesus. I want to encourage you. Go to www.awr.org forward slash Bible. Register to be a part of the Unlocking Bible Prophecies family. My dear friends, remember, the Bible says that it is the sure word of prophecy. And right here, we unlock that prophecy together. God bless all of you. hope you have enjoyed listening to the end time prophetic events whether you've never before opened a bible or have been studying it all your life you'll gain new insights from this series by looking at revelation and daniel as well as other books of the bible you'll find that the bible itself clearly unlocks the mysteries of bible prophecies this will transform what may feel like a confusing book into something clear and understandable. If you want to learn more Bible truth or ask a Bible question, or perhaps find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus, please give us a call. Our WhatsApp number is plus one two four zero two 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 zero seven seven seven. We are certain that you'll gain a deeper understanding of Jesus' love for you and emerge with an even closer relationship with Him. For more information, visit us on the web at bible.com.
www.awr.org or send us an email at bible at awr.org
Oh, my God.